Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to We Met at Acme. Today is the episode I have been waiting for forever. I always wanted to have my significant other on the podcast, but I only ever wanted it to be my husband, my lifer. And it was really hard to get Stephen on. It took a lot of groveling. Like I literally have been trying to get this man on my podcast for five years And yes, maybe technically I've only been dating him for two out of those years, but I've been manifesting it. The manifestation is real and it finally worked. And I kind of say we have good chemistry and I'm excited for you to hear the episode. I'm excited for you to hear how insanely articulate he is. He is so much smarter than me and just wonderful. And he's just a really cute sweetie. And I'm really excited for you to hear what he has to say. He's got a lot of wisdom, but we also, you know, we get his perspective of our relationship. I hope it's really helpful. And I hope that you guys like it enough to encourage him to come on time and time and time and time and time and time again. So I'm not really going to do a solo because I forced him to record like a long episode, like an hour, even though Marshall, shout out to my amazing producer, was like, you should really do half hour episodes from now. I was like, that's a great idea. Here's a here's an hour. <laughs> but I really hope that you like it. And we are going to try to do shorter episodes in the future because I know that you're all busy and we got places to go and people to see. But I hope that you really enjoy this one. And I'm excited to hear your thoughts. So without further ado. Hey, guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I could not be more excited. Probably my favorite episode to date to be here with my husband, Stephen. I would like the record to reflect <laughs> that despite the fact that I said yes to doing this in a moment of weakness and that I cannot a believe that I'm on the podcast, I'm very happy to be here. Thank you, sweetie. Um, okay. How old are you and where are you from? I am 32 years old and I am from Armonk, New York. Cute. I guess we'll start with, oh, what's your current relationship status? I am currently married. Hmm. Currently. That's too bad because you're pretty cute. (laughs) Um, It's new. And when is your birthday? Uh, My birthday is July. July. Early July. I don't need to tell my date of birth to the entire. It's July 5th. (laughs) She's a cancer, ladies and gentlemen, with a Virgo rising 
and a Sagittarius moon, a Gemini Venus, um, an Aries Mars. Yeah, that pretty much rounds it up. And I'm glad that we covered that background of you. What was your first? So we're just going to get right into it. Okay. People submitted questions and they want answers. Uh, none of these questions are questions that I submitted. And that was part of our deal. That was that other people submit questions and then you were going to vet them. And here are the ones that kind of made the cut. What was your first impression of me? So I will preface all of this with the fact that I kind of knew knew you and tangentially through some of our mutual friends. And so my impression of you is that you were... Be honest. He's that smiling. You, <laughs> that you were like a New York City bad girl. A bad girl. And and so that was that was sort of the the persona that I knew about you. My initial impression of you on our first date yeah. was just that you clearly had a lot going on. You were a, a force in your professional life and it seemed like you were someone who knew what she wanted. Okay. And how did that change as you got to know me, if it did? I think a lot of those a lot of those things still apply, but sort of the the veneer of of who I thought you were very quickly sort of gave way to a much deeper personality. Um, she's smiling as I'm saying all this, by the way, <laughs> um, to someone who was incredibly sweet, very thoughtful, kind, and a lot of the things that on the surface you would think, okay, you know, maybe these aren't like, this isn't how I would describe the person when I met them for the first time. But it was very, just very obvious to me that there was a lot more to you than met the eye. So basically I had a resting bitch face and then you realize that I wasn't just a bitch. I feel like people think that you are reading from a teleprompter right now. I'm not. Um, in fact, I'm actually, my phone is buzzing off the hook. Oh, from wow. Mr. Popular. Who are you texting? Um, did you listen to the podcast at all before we started dating slash early into dating? So before we started dating, no, I had not. I'm not a big podcast guy. I will tell a somewhat entertaining story for the audience that when we <laughs> when we first started dating i think it was our third date or so we were at the we went to a nick game together mm -hmm. and you had just announced to your to your followers that you had broken up with your previous boyfriend yeah and we had been talking about the fact that you were going to make that announcement and that you were going to talk about it on the podcast and so you did and we got to the Nick game and you were saying how you, you hope that you described it in a way that was like thoughtful, that was thoughtful and that, and that sort of gave credit to the relationship that you had. And I reaffirmed to you that I thought you, that that had been the case. I thought that you described yeah, you it were quite, like, quite no, well. You were, you, were, you, you, were, you, were, you, were, you were eloquent and thoughtful. And, and I was like, wait, and <laughs> what? So you listened? Yeah. So I got caught. And he fully outed himself. Because I think I had asked you before that. I was like, do you listen or have you listened? And you were like, no, I, you know, I haven't. I don't really listen to podcasts. Yeah, I cheated. I snuck like, that one out. And then you fully had listened to that one. And it's like where there's smoke, there's fire. There was definitely at least one more episode you'd listen to at, at that point. For sure. Now you can admit it. I don't think so. You wouldn't just go in hot and only listen to the breakup episode. Like you... There, you definitely did like a tiny browse while you were on the subway at one point. I feel like you've you've seen my phone history and you're no, I talking swear. about something specific. I swear. You definitely had like listened to maybe half of another episode. Sure. Okay. 
going back to our first date, what did you think after our first date? Not like, what did you think about like my personality, but what did you think about like our connection? I mean, we thought. had, we had a great, we had a great, so we had a coffee date in the middle of the day. 3 p.m. on a Saturday. 3 p.m. on a Saturday. I mean, we had a great time. We talked for an hour and a half. We, we had never really interacted before that, except for just kind of saying hi and making some surface level jokes. And so we got very deep. Like we went from like, Hey, this is our first time ever really even having a conversation together to, you know, th- things about our past and what we were excited about, what we were scared about in our futures. And so I thought that it was it was great, but if I think I've told you this before that if I'm being honest, I didn't think I was ever going to see you again. <laughs> but why? Like, I don't understand. Because I, I was giving you such like vibes. I asked you to text me your birth time. Like, well, I didn't. I didn't know that that was your way of saying that you were excited about us. Because I, you just I don't, thought that I, I was obsessed with your birth. Well, no, I didn't even know that that was related to to astrology or to the fact that you know yeah, my yeah, yeah. Gatorade was in candy corn at the time or whatever it is that you were going to say. <laughs> about my chart um but i i had this image of you and i thought that you were interested in me just kind of like okay like who is this guy and that you were going to meet me and then that was going to be it and then you'd say okay you know i got to see who he was and then you kind of went on your way but why wouldn't you think that i was interested in you like did you not think that you did a good job in showing me who you were and like getting me intrigued or do you thought my intrigue was just like I'm curious about this guy. I want him to like me and then I want to move on. Like, I think that was, was a bad guy. I think it was that mm-hmm. part of me thought, and this isn't just me being self-deprecating part of me thought that you were going to say, okay, like and move on. And you know, that you had a hundred other options of people to go spend time with. Do you think that like me kind of, I don't know if it was me who made the date like 3 PM on a Saturday, but do you think that that had something to do with why you thought that, you weren't someone I was interested in because that was like your slot, you know? Okay. Well, that's not how that happened. I made a joke to you about the fact that when we met, you said that I said some things to you and then, Oh yeah. Cause and, yeah, and then, and well, then I, I said, I said, no, you must've been very drunk. And you said, actually I've been sober for you know, well, a year well, or so. Well, let's back up and tell that story. So Steven, so I invited Steven to my mixer when we first, which is an endorsement for, why you should come to our mixers because you could meet people and marry them. I don't know if that's an endorsement or a warning. (laughs) I think it is. And you were, and I had said to you, we were like catching up at the mixer and we hadn't gone, I don't know, you knew I was single at this point. So we were like flirting at the mixer and I was like, do you remember like how, what you said on New Year's because you had like said a few things when we had run into each other. And you were like, no, you must have been blackout because that never happened. I, I, said, I, think, I think I said I would never say something like that. And yeah, you were you like, I would never been, yeah. say that. You must have been wasted. And I said, ha, the joke's on you because I'm sober. So that was fun for me. And then you I, said. I proposed. So then, once I found out you were sober, yeah. I proposed that we do a coffee date. You were very thoughtful about it. And I actually like that. You were like, do you want to get coffee or water sometime? Which was nice. Which actually leads me to my next question, which was submitted, which is, what was it like I want to. I want to make sure I'm writing. I'm saying this right. What was it like for you dating and marrying someone sober? I guess we're jumping ahead to the marrying, but like generally, what what was it like then dating someone sober? Had you dated someone who was sober before me? Definitely not. To be honest, for me, it was pretty easy. I am not a big drinker in my own right. Like I'm. I've never been someone who comes home from work and needs to you know crack open a beer or pour himself a glass of whiskey. And I don't use alcohol 
away from social situations and even in social situations i'm not i'm just not a i don't I'm not a big drinker and so it was easy it wasn't like i had to change anything yeah um, I, I remember when i first told you on our first date or like i explained this sober thing a little bit and you were like it's great because i want to actually want to drink less and i thought i couldn't when you said that i was like so he's a big drinker like i was like confused but i think you were just trying to like maybe feel i think i was trying it. to make you feel yeah yeah but it was easy i mean you were a cheap date which was great it's true. You know, it's not always easy, mostly because I know how hard you work at it. We've definitely had to make room for it and the idea of it in our lives. But for the most part, it didn't require a whole lot of behavior change. Yeah. At least on my end. Yeah. That's nice to hear. I have been having so many headaches recently. And as someone who's sober, I get so pissed when I have a headache because I'm like... I don't deserve this headache. I'm literally sober so that I don't have these headaches. But the reality is that I'm not hydrated enough, like 95% of the time. And when you're not hydrated, you feel fatigued and you just don't feel good. So I'm so grateful for this new partner we have that we have partnered with for the podcast, Element. If you haven't heard of Element, it's a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything that you need and nothing that you don't. That means a lot of salt, but no sugar. It contains a science-backed electrolyte ratio. 1,000 milligrams of sodium, 200 milligrams of potassium, and 60 milligrams of magnesium. All of the things that you need for your diet. It, if you're keto, low-carb, paleo, you can still drink Element. It's really amazing. It's L-M-N-T. And it prevents headaches, eliminates headaches, muscle cramps, fatigue, whatever. So instead of, you know, doing whatever cocktail that you're doing now to get rid of your headache, just drink Element. Really. It's so important to replenish your electrolytes. Like having a few, after having a few glasses of wine, even after you work out, just keeping a healthy, active lifestyle in general. And right now, Element is offering my listeners a free sample pack with any purchase. That's eight single serving packets free with any Element order. This is a great way to try all eight flavors or share Element with a salty friend. Get yours at drinkelement.com slash Acme. This deal is only available through my link. You must go to drinklmnt.com slash Acme. Element offers no questions asked refunds. Try it totally risk-free. And if you don't like it, share it with a salty friend and they'll give you your money back. No questions asked. You have nothing to lose. Steven's saying all these nice things about me, but the real reason that he is is because he's seduced by my eyelashes right now. If you haven't heard me talk about Babe Lash, then I don't know. Maybe you're living under a rock because Babe Lash is the best thing that's ever happened to me. And what I'm talking about is their essential serum. If you haven't heard of Babe Lash, you can get longer looking lashes and as little as six weeks. I have been getting compliments nonstop on my lashes. Everyone's like, hmm, is something new? I can't pinpoint it. Yes, something is new. I have been using Babe Lashes Essential Serum and it's unbelievable. I've used it for, I don't know, like almost 12 weeks now and it's vegan, cruelty-free and it's available in six weeks three month and six months supplies. Your eyes convey a lot. Your eyes are the windows to the soul, guys. There's nothing more important and sexier than the way that your eyes look. And 
you want to be natural, right? You don't want these like ridiculous eyelash extensions and lifts. No, you can be natural and you can use Babe Essential Serum. So go to babeoriginal.com and use code ACME at checkout to save 15% off of your order. Get the serum. I'm telling you, it's amazing. They've got other incredible things too, but I like to start with the serum. And then I'm really excited to hear what you say. And Babe is even more confident. They're so confident that you're going to love your results. They have a 90 day satisfaction guarantee. So go to babeoriginal.com and use code ACME at checkout to save 15% off of your order. Hey guys, I'm Kinsey from the I Love You So Much podcast. On my show, we talk about everything lifestyle, business, finance, beauty, you name it. My favorite part about the show is the amazing guests that we bring on. We have everyone ranging from like business experts to influencers, CEOs, creative masterminds. It's so much fun. If you guys want to find me on Instagram and it's just at Kinsey Elizabeth, I release new episodes every Thursday. So hope to see you there. What made me? Oh, and then and then we're gonna get into it really good. But I don't know that one. <laughs> what, what? I don't know where that one's going. What made me stand out from the rest of the girls? You were single for six years. You dated a lot of women. Mm-hmm. You would go on double. Sorry, you would go on first dates, and you would rarely ask a girl on a second date. And we're gonna get into how we even got on our second date. But what made me stand out from other women? Like, why did you agree to a second date? It wasn't all that complicated. I mean, you can usually tell, listen, there's something to be said for the fact that there isn't always that initial spark with somebody and that some relationships evolve over time. So the idea that you would sort of DQ somebody in the first date just because, okay, you know, I don't think this is going to work. When in reality, lots of times we have, we have couples in our lives who were the the guy pursued the girl for years until something happened and now they're happily married with kids. And so I don't want to make it seem like I'm very judgmental, but I think with a lot of the the people that I had gone on dates with, you just kind of, I'll use the line that Justice Potter Stewart used to describe pornography. You kind of just know it when you see it. And I knew that, I know you weren't going to laugh at that. What is that? <laughs> what does that even mean? This is you, what I'm talking you, about, guys, with his dad jokes. I'm like, <laughs> what level did this, where did this dad joke even come from? It's not a dad joke. It's just a Supreme Court justice? It's a direct quote. Is that a Supreme Court justice? You just, you know it when you see it. And so <laughs> I think with a lot of the women that I, that I had been on dates with, it was just, it was very clear that it wasn't a match. And I think especially at the time with the way that I was working and what else, whatever else I had going on, it was just a lot to continue seeing somebody who you weren't excited to be with. And so that was a lot of my dates sort of ended after the first one. You, you can always tell when you're pulling teeth, when you have to continue to ask questions, when you're digging deep for conversation topics. And I would kind of just cut the cord before it took up any more of our time. Mm-hmm. I'm special basically guys is what he's saying. Um, okay. You know that I have rules that I share with women and men on the podcast. And they're kind of like, you know, we're going to, we're going to focus on the rules for women dating men because I'm a woman dating man (laughs) and kind of see how it helped you be more interested in me in the beginning, basically prove the rules or, or, or disprove. Um, so pulling them up, just kind of give, give you, I'll give you a refresher here always offer to pay don't t- 
text thank you after the first date. Don't forget to ask a question back when texting. No sex on the first date. No sex on the third date. Too predictable. No more than two drinks in the first few dates. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't ask them what they're looking for. Don't ask what are we. Show up to the date in a good mood. You can be the one to ask a guy out, but then let them take it from there. Don't accept a day, a date the day of. Don't stay on the date for over two to three hours. So going back to the question, what helped you out of these things that I was like, these rules that I was following Mm -hmm. for the most part, because obviously we we know that I famously bended one of the rules. What was like, how did that help you? And which rules did you find were more important than others? So like, did you like that I offered to pay, et cetera? Yeah. I mean, I thought that that's always, it's always a, a nice thing to do. The ones, I mean, the ones that probably made somewhat of a difference are the fact or the, or the, like the, the plans that we had weren't made on like an impromptu basis. Like our, our mm-hmm. plans were sort of cemented like a week in advance or several days in advance. And so I don't think we were playing that game where I was hitting you up at like eight o'clock for a nine thirty date that night or, you know, right. which I think would have, would have made you mad and also would have made me look terrible. But also would have made you probably respect me less. Yeah, I think so too. And I think along with, I mean, on the respect front, like we, we had a, we had several days before we slept together, which I think allowed us to get to know each other a lot better. And also when that eventually happened, it just made it a lot more fun because we both kind of knew that it was, it was going somewhere. I don't know. What else around the edges do you think would have made a difference? I don't know. I mean, like I wasn't just like blowing your phone up all day. I think if I were, then if I was, you would have been like. Well, that was the big one. The big one was that at no point. Not just for the first phase of our of us dating, but for maybe the first like couple of months, neither one of us really asked like, "What are we? Where is this going?" I was pretty hesitant to even get into that conversation because I, I one, I mean, the world was a crazy place at the time, but also I thought that the second I brought that up, you would run the other way, and I think you probably felt the same. That's so cute. I didn't know that you thought that. I might be making it up now. I don't know. No, you did. Um, probably, I think me having just gotten out of a relationship recently. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to pressure. You, I didn't want to pressure you into doing anything. Yeah, but I'm also like, I had been single for a long time. It was all I knew. I wasn't like jonesing to get into a relationship. Right. And so I think the fact that we we didn't have that conversation, we didn't put pressure on each other, allowed it to evolve much more naturally, and and didn't make it feel like one of us was more into it than the other one. Do you think so? This one is like such a hot topic that comes up all the time. Someone said, I want his perspective on the rules that you bent. Would your second date have happened without prompt? So, for some background for people who are just kind of popping in here for the first time, Steve and I went on our first date. We texted that night, as you know, Saturday at 3 p.m. We texted that night. He was like going to pasties. I was like, here's what you should get. Texted a little bit. We stopped texting that night, but we were, but he had sent the last text and then I stopped. I didn't say anything after that because it wasn't something to really respond to. Then Sunday rolls around. I don't hear from him. Monday rolls around. I don't hear from him. I'm out to dinner with a girlfriend that night and I'm like, so weird. I went on this day. I also was like so emotional that Monday. I remember I had my trainer and I cried and he was like, why are you crying? And I was like, I don't know. I just fucking... I thought I liked this guy and I hate being single. I like, uh, and then I was Shout just, out Donovan. <laughs> yeah. Love him. And then that night I was out with a girlfriend. I'll give her a shout out, Juliet. And I was like, I had such a great date with this guy. He didn't text me like 
our, this was our last conversation. And she was like, oh, he was the last one to say something. You can definitely text him. And I was like, absolutely fucking not. I'm never going to break a rule like that. And then we were like kind of recapped. And I was like, you know what? Because he had hit on me like very clearly back at on New Year's when we run into each other. And so I knew that he liked me or had a crush on me. So I was like, he 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 obviously liked me, right? And we texted after the day. He texted me right after sent me his birth time. Fine, I'm going to break this one rule because again, the rules are a guideline, but at the end of the day, like you have to follow your intuition. You have to do what feels right to you. And it wasn't like I was blowing up his phone after that. We hadn't really spoken. And so I sent him a text and I said SG, which are his initials. I said just because I asked you on the first date because I didn't I didn't technically ask him on the first date, but I told him I was single. So it doesn't mean I'm going to ask you out on the second date. And I was, that was like the most vulnerable thing I've probably ever done in my life to date. I almost shit my pants after I sent it. I turned my phone around. You know, you know, guys, how it feels sending those risky texts. Turned my phone around on the table. I was like, I'm not even picking this phone up till the end of dinner. I didn't. I didn't pick it up till the end of dinner. I enjoyed dinner. We had a nice time. End of dinner comes around. I pick up my phone, turn it around. Nothing from Steven. Thank God I was texting another boy. Thank God. And he was blowing up my phone because I would have lost my mind. And that, ladies, is why you do not put all your eggs in one basket. But there was nothing from Stephen. And I was like, wow, this is the last time I ever do something vulnerable. I was like, I wish there was an unsend button. I am depressed. I'm miserable. Even later that night, I get home. I go to bed. It's like 11, 1130. I went to bed earlier those days before I had started before I started dating Steven, who changed my bedtime to like 2 a.m., went to bed at like 11, 11.30. Not only until I woke up the next morning did I get a text back from Steven at like 1.30. Guys, clearly he was on another date with some fucking whore. No, I'm just kidding. With probably a very sweet woman. And he was like, I would love that or some shit. Are you done? I'm done. Okay, thanks. The way that you just described that, by the way, makes it sound like I'm a romantic genius. I mean, you were just, you were just a little fuck boy because you were out on a date with I someone else. I don't even think that was true. I think I met my friends for dinner that night. I don't have a great answer to why I didn't respond. You told I'm just, me. I'm you just told not. Me. I'm just not. I don't. Res- I mean, I have like on my phone at any given time, I have a hundred unread text messages and like twenty thousand so emails. Cool. You were so cool. I think I, I think my response to you was that was that like the the twelve hour time in between your text and my response is better than than my response for most people, and that I have like text mostly on my phone from my mom saying, "Are you alive?" Which was true. No, that wasn't what your response was right away. You could pull it up because you still have the conversation. My phone automatically deletes. But I, if you if you were out with your friends, by the way, it's, I, I'm pretty sure that you said to me when you received my text that said like, "Just because I asked you out on the first date doesn't mean I won't ask you out the second. You said you smiled really big, but like then you waited to respond. So obviously that's what you did. And I, your friends since have been like, oh yeah, he was like telling me about you like (laughs) (laughs) after your first date. So obviously if you were with your friends that night, you got the text, you showed your friends, you're like, look at this text. This Lindsay Matzler sent to me, she texted me this text. And then you were like, I'm going to respond later because I'm, I know I'm playing the long game here. Your impression of me is spot on. <laughs> is it though? No. But okay. So would the second date have happened without the prompt? You didn't even answer the question. I think it would have. Yeah. 
I think I would have texted you. See? See, ladies? If he wants to, he will. Well, that I definitely agree with. But you don't, you also don't always realize that you've a connection with someone until a couple of days go by, until you go on a date and you're like, wow, that stunk. Like, what about that thing that happened right, to me a week ago? Right, right. And so it's not always immediate. But I, I couldn't imagine it would have been bizarre if that great coffee date was the last time you and I ever saw each other. Yeah, that would have been crazy. Tomorrow night, I'm staying in and I'm actually participating in this really cool group. It's kind of like a group therapy thing where I'm leading the group and answering questions that they have about dating, about like being in your 30s and dating. And I'm really, really excited about it. But I don't have time, especially because I want to be present for this group to run around and grocery shop and then make some elaborate meal. No, but I do want to be healthier. I do want to feel better. And I want to have like an easy time in the kitchen with dinner. So I am choosing Hungry Root. If you haven't heard of Hungry Root, it's literally like you snap your fingers and have all your recipe searching, grocery shopping, and meal planning done in two seconds. You never have to think about what's for dinner or breakfast or lunch again. And it's really amazing, let me tell you. Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh, high quality food delivered to your door. They've got healthy groceries and simple recipes all in one place. You literally just take a fun, short quiz and Hunger Root gets to know you, your goals, and how you like to eat. If you're gluten-free, do you like sweets, then they recommend the groceries that they think that you'll love. You take their suggestions and then they literally send you the groceries and they send you the recipes, but they send you like the groceries that you need like for the recipes. You know what I'm saying? It's amazing. And it's so easy. Even if you're someone that likes to make meals in like 30 minutes, then they'll send you meals that are easier and quicker. Right now, Hungry Root is giving We Met at Acme listeners 30% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Acme to get 30% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash Acme. And don't forget to use our link so that they know we sent you. Our next podcast partner is a product that I use literally every day. And I really try to get Steven to use every day too, because I just think it's so good for you. And I want him to be healthy and I want to be healthy because I want us to live as long as possible and have the notebook situation minus the memory problems. That's why I started taking Athletic Greens. That and a million other readers other reasons, like the fact that it is a small micro habit with huge benefits. It's one thing that you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. If you haven't heard of Athletic Greens, you really should because you literally it's just one scoop and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food su- source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a special blend of ingredients that supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, which is pretty unbelievable. It's a scoop of athletic greens, a little bit of water. I put a little bit of ice and then I shake it up and I drink it. I usually do it right after my workout or if I don't work out that day, I'll just do it first thing in the morning after a glass of water. It is perfect. It really supports your sleep quality, your recovery, supports your mental clarity and alertness. And there's a reason that it has so many incredible, over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes. And it was created because 
the founder had experienced a ton of gut issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover that cost him $100 a day. But Athletic Greens is so much more reasonable than that. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into this flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to offer a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Acme. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Acme me to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Speaking of ghosting, were you a big ghoster before we met? Yes. <laughs> just, I was, I just I was, I was, being honest. I was such a coward. Um, it was so much more comfortable for me to just let things fade into oblivion than to actually address them or to to even broach a subject that would make somebody uncomfortable. And most guys say this, like all your friends said that they'd rather ghost than my friends are like, yeah, I mean, they're like the, well, even worse, like your friends are like, we'd rather, we just say work is so busy. Well, you can do that a couple of times. Then usually the conversation will fade away. Right. Fun fact. Steven's sister, Dana gave a speech at our wedding. And in the speech, she was like, you know, I remember when Steven and Lindsay first started dating. She was like, I didn't know. I didn't know he was, I didn't know they were dating. She was like, but my friends followed We Met at Acme. And one of my friends sent me a screenshot of a poll question that said, is it a red flag if the guy you're dating ghosted the person that he was dating when you first started seeing each other? And she goes, yep, that's my brother. He's dating my brother. She's dating my brother. You were also so out of pocket with those in early polls when you first started dating. I was savage. You were posting things like, if you're dating a guy whose name rhymes with Schmeven Schmarine from like this town and who does these things, like, is it a red flag if he isn't responding to your text? And my friends would send me all of them and be like, hey, I think this is about you. Because <laughs> he wasn't be on like, Instagram. Yeah, no kidding. But I genuinely, genuinely thought that because he wasn't on Instagram, he wasn't seeing any of the polls. My friends sent me every single one. Like one, every one friend one. in particular who's your biggest fan sent literally. Shout every, out Hussein. He sent every poll, like a poll every five minutes for like an <laughs> yeah. entire week when we first started seeing each well, other. Well, then there was that poll that like was like a big conversation for us. So we were what, like a month into dating and I was still dating other people, but it was like very clear that we only wanted to be with each other. And I was kind of doing it for like, not for self-preservation as much as like, cause I knew I had to do this. I was recently single, whatever. You hadn't asked me to be your girlfriend yet. And we were like in bed one night and that day I had put up a poll being like, you've been dating someone like for a month <laughs> you go and then you go out on a date with someone else like should you feel bad about it or something like that yeah and you brought it up do you remember how you brought it up i think it was in the context of you don't have to be uncomfortable about it it was like i wanted you it wasn't me saying to you like i wasn't saying to you i, yeah, I, I don't want us to see other people yeah, you I were was, mind fucking me is what you were doing i wasn't doing it intentionally all, yes all you I were was, all, steven all don't was, even pretend what i was really just saying was that you shouldn't feel uncomfortable about it because i i don't want to force you into into whether it's being exclusive or having an early relationship like you had just gotten out of a long of a longer relationship and i wanted you to do whatever you had to do to make sure that this was the right thing knowing that if you are seeing other people and you eventually wanted us to continue that like the process will have run its course in the right way. And that 
you won't be thinking about what if I like I just got out of a relationship. I just started dating the like the first guy that I saw. Like, what else is out there? Like, did I make the right choice? Like, why don't I give myself more time? And so it's basically like take the time you need. Yeah. Like, like you got like, me to admit that it was about yeah. Was the most obvious thing in the whole world. <laughs> You're literally you couldn't have been more transparent in any of those polls. But it was basically my way of saying like. I'm here, like I'm enjoying what we're doing. I hope you are too. And if you know you need to do other things, like I'm down for that. But when we eventually do make that choice, like I want it to really mean something. And it really messed with me because part of me putting up that poll in the first place, because at that point I knew that his friends were sending them to him, was because I wanted him to ask me to be his girlfriend. And this is why we can't be like beating around the bush, passive aggressive as women dating men because they clearly don't fucking get it. We have to spell it out for them. And him saying that, I was like, oh, great. It was like, it was Olivia Rodrigo's song, three step forward, one step back, something like that. Because I was like, wait a second here. Like my plan has backfired. I wanted him to read this poll and be like, oh my God, I got to ask her to be my girlfriend tonight. And then that night, he brings it up and he's like, by the way, I do what you want, bitch. I don't even like you. And I was like, oh, shit. She's playing the long game. <laughs> oh, shit. And then I remember you were going on like a, what what weekend was like you and your friends like supposed, were you and your friends supposed to go to Ariel's? Was that after that or before that? That was before that. Because that, I remember we had talked about that weekend. Stephen was going on like a weekend with his friends, like a co-ed friends weekend. And you made some sort of, yeah, it was co-ed. No, it wasn't. What? So it was just you and a bunch of girls? No. one. one you're talking about one thing was a birthday in the city and the other thing was my friends no, and I went to LA. No, 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 you're forgetting. You were going on, you were planning to go on a weekend, like out to the Hamptons or like out somewhere with okay. like all of your Armung friends. Okay. And you said something, you said to me, you were like, someone asked someone was talking about me or something and you were like something my, like my girlfriend like that. Like, do I, like are you talking about my girlfriend oh, like that? Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I and I said to you, I was like, well, first of all, I was like literally getting, what did the girls call it? Fanny flutters when you said that? Because I was like, mm, that sounds so good. But then I was like, you know, if you want me to be your girlfriend, you have to ask. Yeah. And that was another time I thought you were going to ask and then you were like, okay, cool. Good to know. See ya, bitch. <laughs> well, I wanted to compose my thoughts. To, you know. Uh-huh. Were you ever intimidated by my job? So intimidating. I don't think so. I mean, it's, there, it was definitely, so th there were, I don't know if intimidated is the word. I mean, it was definitely a massive adjustment for me. Like I didn't, I mean, I, I'm not on Instagram, I don't have Facebook. I haven't, I didn't have a LinkedIn photo until like a year ago. And so being a very private person and then starting to date someone whose entire life is on the internet is a, is a huge shift in my life but in terms of being intimidated i mean i was part of why part of what drew me, drew me to you in the first place was that i was incredibly impressed by the career and the life that you had built for yourself and that you had taken this thing from nothing and not only was it giving you a sustainable living but that it was taking off and that you were building this amazing amazing business as part of that there are definitely some pieces that I think would make someone uncomfortable. Like you're around lots of people all the time and you're talking to famous people and guys and girls who are a lot cooler than I am and are in a very different world. And so I'm sure there was a part of me at the beginning that was like, it's only a matter of time before she runs off with some 
male influencer or podcast <laughs> host. And Ooh. but I don't that wasn't it wasn't pervasive in how I thought about us. I think for the most part I was just I was impressed. And I loved the fact that you were doing something in an in an arena that I had absolutely zero experience with. Yeah. That it wasn't like I was just dating somebody who came from the startup world or who came from, you know, banking or private equity or worked in consulting or at a hedge fund and and that I was I, I knew nothing about your world. I was learning a ton and that everything you were doing was was the antithesis of everything that I had been brought up to do for my entire career. Like everything that I did for my entire professional life was very methodical and, and, and thought out and well choreographed and took weeks, if not months or years. But you would just decide, you would, you would think of something and then you would just do it. And that was your entire persona. And that to me was like baffling. And so there were parts of that that were also intimidating. It was like, she's so spontaneous. How am I going to keep up with this? Like if I want to buy a TV, I'm going to go on consumer reports and <laughs> cross-reference like 40 different models and <laughs> call four friends and then try to negotiate a discount. Like you would just go do things. And so I, it was mostly, it was mostly fun just, just getting wrapped up in that. Um, so that was it. That's really cute. And by the way, I think you're much cooler than anyone I've met through Thank the you, podcast. Man. On that note, do you ever feel like your relationship is too public? Yeah, every single day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yes, it's definitely way too public for for my liking, but I also know that it kind of just comes with a deal. Yeah. As you may hear Stephen mention in this episode, we fight and every couple fights, believe it or not. And if anybody tells you that they've never had an argument with their significant other, they're lying. But the fights don't ever escalate. And thank God for Talkspace. Because if it wasn't for Talkspace, I wouldn't know how to argue with my partner. I wouldn't know myself at all, really. And I don't know how anyone who doesn't see a therapist does know themselves. When it comes to therapy and psychiatry, getting the help you need has never been so simple. When you're able to access your provider from the comfort of your device, it means mental health care can be on your schedule. And alleviating the wait times to get an appointment or the travel time to an office can free up time for the rest of your life. Talkspace is so convenient and accessible. It makes me feel supported around the clock. I wholeheartedly recommend Talkspace for therapy. You can sign up online and get a personalized personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. You can text, video, or send voice messages to your licensed therapist. So it's incredibly convenient, incredibly convenient. And getting started is the most important part. I really highly suggest that you try it, whether you want to go for relationship stuff, for personal stuff, for work stuff, whatever it is, they have somebody for everything, especially for depression during this crazy, dark weather time. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com and make sure to use the code ACME to get $100 off of your first month and show your support for the show. That's ACME and Talkspace.com. Okay, give the people what they want to hear. A terrible date story. Oh man, I didn't have that many terrible date stories there's one that comes to mind that i just always laugh about and you'll tell me if you think that the, i know you've, you've heard this before but if you'll you sanity check and tell me if what i'm saying sounds ridiculous but i went on a date when i was when i was working in in banking i had very few windows during the week that i could actually go out on a date there was like this weird goldilocks period like once a week where i could meet somebody between like 
nine and 10 for like an hour and then go back to work. Yeah. And so remember there was one, there was one person I went on a date with and I think we scheduled the date for nine 30 on a Tuesday and it was at Bond Street. You tell me if you, if someone asked you to, to do a date at nine 30 on a Tuesday night, would you assume it was drinks or dinner? Well, we did have a date. Our second date was nine 30 on a Tuesday. That was very specifically dinner. I told you we were going to dinner that night. Oh, well, I, even then I ate before. Okay. But, but wait, just <laughs> yeah. more broadly. 9.30 is not dinner. It's drinks. Yeah. So Dessert. We, we got to Bond Street, and which is a, like the most expensive place on earth. And we sit down and we order a couple of drinks. And then she says to me, are you going to get any food? And I was like, oh no, I ate like, two hours ago and she was like oh I haven't eaten yet I thought we were having dinner I was like oh god and so I was like of course like we can definitely get some food knowing this is just going to absolutely destroy me financially and the waitress comes over and I say I'm like okay what do you want and she's like I love sushi I said great perfect and she was like I love fatty tuna and uni and I was (laughs) beside myself I think I spent like $300 on (laughs) dinner with somebody that I thought was drinks who I never ended up seeing again so that one was honestly fun. that was your fault for taking her to such an expensive place I think place. so too um, be very clear if it's dinner or drinks and also like if anyone had asked me like I'm meeting him at 9.30 is it dinner or drinks I would be like it's drinks definitely eat dinner first just yeah. to be safe you don't want to show up hangry how do you know if a guy likes you and like do guys ever get nervous and need that nudge I think guys definitely get nervous and they definitely need a nudge as a guy who has for sure needed to be nudged in the past, I can tell you that that's at least the case when it comes to me. Not every guy is, is great about taking things forward. Like a lot of guys are great openers and they're, it's very easy for them to do that, that first date, maybe even that second date, but then they get out of their depth and it's not always clear what the right move is, even if they like you. And so I would say that just because someone feels like they're they're kind of falling off or that, you know, they might not seem completely or 100% into you, like that might not be the case. They might just be really, really bad at pushing these the conversations forward. And so I'd say if you're feeling like like they might need a nudge, then give it to them. Right. And if they don't reciprocate, then you, then you know. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's it. And like you're in the same place you would have been if you didn't nudge in the first place. But but if you do and then they actually they respond, then it's great that you ended up shooting that that shot. I agree. And like in terms of the rules for this one, I would say like again, follow your intuition. If you're if you feel like this is some kind of like shy guy, not as confident and forward, you give him that nudge and then he reciprocates and he reciprocates with flying colors, great. But if he starts like responding slower and like is less into you because you gave him the nudge, then fuck that guy. Well, you also, you can't, you can't nudge someone in perpetuity. Like you can't, you can't be doing this for like a, for like any sort of long period of time. I think the, maybe the corollary in our relationship was that you planned things for the first like two months and you're a better planner than I am. And I acknowledge that. But at a certain point you were like, you need to do something like you need to either plan a date or set a set an agenda that we can follow because you're not going to be doing this forever. I did me. I planned things. Yeah. I don't think so. I, I didn't plan our dates. I said to you like early on, I was like, just so you know, you need to plan dates yeah, that's, because that, that's I, I'm, I'm busy. That's, 
I don't think it was because you, part of it was because you were busy. I was but like, also, I book you, up like, you know, I like to plan things two weeks out. So you, you should, you need to plan. Yeah. It might've been like, it's some combination of that. And the fact that I think it was your idea. Of, like we had a couple of dates at the beginning where I think you suggested that we go to Soho diner. You suggested that we go to a movie at one point. So right. I think like you, I, you was were, like, I was like, I was like spoon feeding. Yeah. yeah. Because I also would never like, I needed, I needed a push. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're making me sound like I broke literally all my rules with you. I also found a text from you to me thank, <laughs> thanking me it's not for walking true, guys. you home. It's not true. <laughs> There's a difference between thanking someone from you for going out of their way. Hold on. Let me just clarify. Steven like went past his apartment and like f- really far out of his way to walk me home one night. So I thanked him for the walk home. Did not thank him for the drinks or whatever, the dinner. She texted me thank you the next day. No, I didn't. I'll leave that for you to Nope. It was the night of pull up the tax. It was the night of. I said thanks for walking me home. Might have been the night of. Literally thanks for walking me home. Because you went out of your way. If you were if it was on your way, I wouldn't have thanked you. You broke all the rules. No, I didn't. Don't listen to him, guys. Do not. He was an exception. When did you think, at what point did you think, I'm going to marry this girl? There wasn't a specific moment. Like it wasn't like in The Godfather when they got hit with the thunderbolt or whatever the quote is. I knew that I was crazy about you and had been from the moment that we met. And each time, like at every sort of milestone where it was okay, you know, I want you to be my girlfriend. I want us to move in together. Thinking about getting engaged, it was just... It was a no-brainer. It was like, yeah, I want to keep this going and I'm in love with this person. And I think you asked me that this summer, how did I know? And I told you that the, with, I'll quote what your sister said at our wedding, that it's a dating Lindsay Metzler is a high risk, high reward endeavor. (laughs) And the highs are super high. The lows are, you know, commensurately low at times, but for the most part, it's just a really fun ride. And so I loved you and I knew that I wanted to, to spend the rest of my life with you. That's really cute, honey. What was your perspective when I shared harder or more complex aspects of my past? What do you mean by harder or more complex? Like things about past relationships and why they ended. Having dealt with depression in my life, when I opened up to you more about the sobriety thing, told you I was actually going to like AA meetings and things like that, or just relationships with family members, like hardships and things like that i don't think i ever i never hesitated to just enjoy the fact that you were sharing a lot of those things and that you were comfortable being vulnerable about important events that had happened to you mostly because one it gave me a great insight into who you were as a person which like marriage is a long game and you spend a lot of time together and really getting to know the other person is is like the foundation upon which all of this is built. And so if there were these pockets of things that had that you had experienced that were important to you, some because they were traumatic, some because they were just like seminal moments in your life, and I didn't know about them, I don't think we would have the relationship that we have. And that's just sort of on like the on the private front, on the public front. Yeah, there were days that it made me uncomfortable. Like, it'd be crazy if I said that they weren't. Like, you know, you 
you've talked about our sex life on on the podcast and on camera you've talked about prior relationships you've talked about subjects that don't really get everyday acceptance in the zeitgeist and that seem as if they're taboo but i also know that there are lots of other people who are also experiencing those things that you're experiencing and that even though it might make me a little uncomfortable if there's someone out there who's like crap i feel this way i don't think anyone else does the fact that they hear you talking about it is really important for them and so there is definitely some part of me that knows that when you do talk about these things, it's not just for the sake of talking about them. It's because sometimes it is entertaining and you know, like I, I get entertained by your prior life. I think it's, I love that you had a life before me. I think that if you didn't, then we'd have lots of issues in the future. But I know that every not time. Not as entertained as I do by yours. <laughs> but every time you do that, I know that it makes a big difference. And that that's why lots of people view you as sort of their older sister. And there's no part of me that would ever want to cap that in any way. Thanks, Zuby. What was dinner with my parents like when you asked them to marry me? They were like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Take Finally. her. Get her the fuck away from us. Put her on your own phone plan. <laughs> it was fun. You were in Montauk. I was. Um, I lied to you and told you I was going to dinner with my family. I was at like a surf camp influencer event. Yeah. I brought them Italian food to their house and I had called your dad probably a month before that to say, Hey, you know, I'd love to to get together with you and Lisa and have dinner, just the three of us. And so he obviously, you know, he obviously knew what was happening. And when I got there, I was very, I was, I was grateful that they actually requested that we, they were like, why don't you put the food down and we'll just go into the, to the, the living room and talk, which was so great for me because if, if we were eating before the conversation, I wouldn't have eaten a thing. Mm-hmm. I would have like my fork would have been shaking and I would have just been like distracted. Um, but like why? Because you, I feel like you were so close with them. We had literally lived with them. Like what would you have been afraid of at that time? You know, it's not that I was worried that they were going to say no. Like I love, I adore your parents. You know, I know that, you know, we have a great relationship and I think that they also viewed our relationship as being fantastic and they wanted us to, you know, they, they wanted us to get married. But as the person asking it's still a process but also i there was a speech in my head that i wanted to say to them i wanted to i wanted to very clearly and accurately convey what how i felt about you and i wasn't gonna have notes in front of me so i had to like memorize this whole thing i didn't want to leave things out and and so i really just wanted to get i wanted to get through my little spiel but they were great we we had we had a really fun time your dad was sick and you didn't know that I was there. And so obviously I was there with him. And then the next day when I actually came over and you were there, I had to pretend like I didn't know your dad was sick. I was like, yeah. Oh my God, are you okay? What's wrong? But it was fun. We had a great dinner. We had a really good conversation. So you asked them. Do you, do you remember yeah. the gist of how you asked? Yeah. I, I told them how much I loved you and how much I care about you and how excited I am to build a future together and how I've not just fallen in love with you, but with your family. And I'd like to ask for your, your daughter's hand in marriage. Um, and what they say. They said, thank God. No, seriously. No, they said, of course. They said, we're so excited. And then we spent the next like 30 minutes conspiring against you to try to have the wedding in New York because none of us wanted to travel. And then we just knew that you were going to make us fly somewhere. Sorry. Um, I love that. Okay, lastly, what's your favorite thing about your wife? And then I want to ask you a few questions about your business and then we will wrap. I've talked, I mean, I've said a bunch of things so far. I, I think the... I don't know if I can pick a single favorite thing. Well, like this is like the same as like the green flags question that we didn't get to. Like what were green flags about me? What's like, you know, just something that 
I don't know. I guess you've answered it enough. I think the my big thing with you is that with lots of people that I had dated, you met them and you kind of hoped that the veneer of who they were had a lot underneath it. And you very quickly found out that it, a lot of times that it didn't. And I think with you, it just kept on going. And there was a lot more, a lot more to you, a lot more to explore. And the least favorite thing about me, because I feel like I don't want to be like, let's just like jerk off to me during this episode. Like, let's be real. Like I have a lot of faults as does, as do we all least favorite thing about me. The thing that I had to get that I'm still getting used to, and it's still will send me over the edge every once in a while is that the way that you and I deal with conflict is, is very different. Like I come from a family where we never fought and it wasn't because we were hiding things. We just didn't, we just weren't, we weren't people who yelled and we, and we didn't fight. And I would say that that has changed a little bit. My family is the opposite. We, all we do is yell. Yeah. And I, and I think that the, the reacting to certain things, like I usually react to things in a very calm manner and the reaction lots of times that, you know, that I get from you is usually much more alarmist and you know, that (laughs) sets off alarms across the system that make me freak out, that make you freak out even more. And then we kind of just spiral downwards. And so I think that being able to deal with the volume adjustment has been a new, yeah, a new challenge. Um, I, I remember when I started hanging out at your parents' house and getting to know your parents a little bit more. And I remember one of my biggest tricks ever your dad and I had had a conversation and I was telling him a friend of mine was like being dramatic about something. And he was like, the one thing that I really don't like is drama. He's like, so, you know, he made some sort of joke. He was obviously joking, but he was like, you know, I'd hope that you don't have any drama. And <laughs> well, I was, well, we, cause we, we never, <laughs> we didn't like, I, no, no, no. But he meant like me as a human joining the family. Oh, yeah. But you're and, like, you're and I like was like hundred percent drama. Yeah. And I was like, Oh yeah, never. Like I would never have drama. I'm the least dramatic. And now it's literally I'm the most dramatic, but he he loves me. Yeah. He really are, loves you me. You're a very dramatic person. I will say that like I used to get you know, like like we fight all the time, but we resolve things too. And I I would say that our relationship has made me much better at dealing with others who are who are excitable and to learn how to be that calm presence i've had to do it at home and so it's easy to just bring it to work and to other relationships too we don't fight all the time that's a a little egregious we fight all the time we don't but they're little fights yeah no we just i just say literally how i feel about everything you get mad at me when i haven't eaten because i forget to eat and yeah because you should be eating like on a regular basis i think that's normal yeah i mean if i didn't feed you like would you eat probably not Exactly. Tell us a little bit about business school. When I met you, you were a few years out of school. You went to Harvard Business School. What, like it's hard? But this person asked if it was worth it, if it's worth it to go to business school and what your experience was like. Don't tell my wife this, but going to business school was the best decision I ever made. Well, yeah, it is because it led you to your wife. Who <laughs> you would, would not have you dated would, you, you if you had not been to business school. No, I'm just kidding. I, no, really it was, it, I mean, it was awesome. You're, I went when I was 25. You kind of get thrust back into college with work experience and a little bit of money and a new perspective. And You thrust in business school? <laughs> and, and you laugh at me for my jokes. Um, <laughs> Mine was actually funny. It's not always easy to know 
if business, especially in the early days after you graduate, if going was worth it from a from a career development perspective. Like I, I had worked in investment banking before I went to school, and then I went after a little fellowship afterwards. I went back, and so I was literally sitting in the exact same seat after I had graduated. And there were definitely moments, not every day, but there were moments where I was like, what am I doing here? Like, like there are people who didn't go who are now a couple of years ahead of me. And, you know, I'm like, did I really just take two years out of the workforce to go back and do the same thing? But I think over time, it's, it's been incredibly valuable from a career standpoint, especially as you start, as I began starting my own business. I think it just, I, using the word network sounds so sterile, but it's more just, there's a community that you can lean on that spans, you know, operators, investors, advisors who can really help you along the way. But I think career stuff aside, like I even like my, you know, I don't know what percent of my groomsmen were from, were from HBS, but they're my guys and we talk every day and I can't imagine my life without them. And so I think from a, even like career and everything aside, like the, the people that you meet there when you're all in a very similar part of your lives, you've all gone off and done cool things. Like it's, it's a very special experience that you have with these people forever. And so I think from a, a social standpoint, it was worth it times a million. Yeah. Agreed. Tell us about your company, Nibble. How did your business start? What was the process? What sparked it? Et cetera. Thank you for letting me plug my plug. thing. Plug. Thank you for letting me plug, plug my it. thing. Well, you know how it starts. So my my background is in is in banking and, and healthcare and digital health specifically. Um and this whole process got started with you. As you remember, you woke me up one morning last June and you told me that you thought you were having a heart attack. We went to the hospital and we found out that you luckily had a very bad case of bacterial pneumonia. So she, so you ended up being fine, but we were in the hospital for two hours and they gave you a chest CT, took basic blood work and gave you a COVID test. And we got a bill a month later for $8,000. And it takes about two seconds to realize that that happens in the U S every day at an almost unimaginable scale. There are a hundred million Americans in medical debt and half of patients are deferring care because of cost. And so the thought was, well, this is kind of weird. In our consumer lives, we are very used to paying for things in installments over time. Like you can't grow through an e-commerce flow without being asked to use a firm or afterpay or Klarna to buy couches and Pelotons and clothing. But healthcare financing has not evolved in the same way. It's still predatory and inflexible. Oftentimes it's a payday loan that comes with crazy interest and fees. And so our thought was, could we allow people to pay for medical expenses over time at no cost to them? So no interest and no fees ever. Obviously somebody has to pay. And so who would have a vested interest in keeping people healthy who'd want to be a part of the ecosystem? And so we very quickly focused on employers. And so in one sentence, what we're doing is it's zero cost healthcare financing, targeting employers as an employee benefit. And so we are around 11 months into that journey and we're building a cool business that will hopefully make it easier for people to afford healthcare. I'm so proud of you. If somebody wants to apply to Nibble, maybe for an internship or for an actual role, how could they do so? They can go to uh, nibblehealth.com, go to our careers page. We have a bunch of jobs that are posted or just shoot me a, a DM on LinkedIn, the only social media I've got. I'm pretty responsive there and we'll see if we can we can find a spot. We're always looking for, for smart people who want to execute on a pretty cool mission. If you think I am an influencer in any way, just wait till you see Steven's LinkedIn he is literally posting up a storm. It's that, not true. That is where his selfies are on LinkedIn. But actually, someone asked a really important question. And they said, are there ever disconnects between us about jokes or pop culture since Steven doesn't have Instagram or social media and my career's on Instagram? What would you say to that? 
Absolutely not. And the yeah, reason no. is because Steven has YouTube shorts. Mm. <laughs> he literally sees everything. <laughs> he also gets screen time because I show him my TikTok all the time. And I send him memes throughout the day. So just because he's not on Instagram, I'm still sending him all the things. I am secretly, I'm a YouTube power user and have been for like 10 years. And so I think I end up teaching you most things anyway. It's true. Okay, quick rapid fire. And then we're done. So what's Hit your me. love language? Should I say personal touch and you can tell people that I confuse that one with? <laughs> he thinks personal touch is physical touch. <laughs> I think physical touch. What's the best part about being married? Calling you my wife. That's cute. Would you be offended if your significant other says that they don't think that you will look good with shorter hair? Yes or no? No. You're going for an eight hour trip as a plus one to a wedding with your significant other. Is it fair to split gas money or no because you're a guest? Fair, not fair. So hard based on the situation. I I think I tend to fall in the camp of whoever is sort of the the host of the weekend should, should end pay. up paying. I don't know if it's paying for everything, but just paying a larger proportion of things. And so yeah, maybe that falls into their camp. Is it worse for a friend to hook up with your ex or your brother slash sister? Oh, for a friend to hook up with your ex or your brother slash sister? I'm going to say X. It's worse. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Okay. Loading. Hang, hang tight. We'll, we'll. Um, it's like that scene in Friends where he's like. What? What, what is, Chan what does Ross say? He's like, you're, you're in love with my sister. And he says it angrily. And then he's like, you're in love with my sister. And then he likes it. Yeah. 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 When you listen to a podcast, do you prefer it to be 30 minutes or an hour? 30 minutes. Sorry. That's why this is hopefully going to be a part two. Is it better to have one phone that shares personal and work stuff or two separate phones? Uh, I think it depends if you're working at a startup or working for the federal government. <laughs> if you're in a long-term relationship, do you have more sex with your partner in the summer or the winter? <laughs> <laughs> Summer is a sexier time. <laughs> if she sends you a playlist that she thinks that you'll like, is that shooting her shot? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, have you ever dated anyone who's terrified of medical needles? I don't think so, unless you are. I'm and we not. Just haven't talked you know about I'm not. Are you kidding? I love needles. You saw me get pricked like 5,000 times. I love needles will be the clickbait on this post. <laughs> Is it a red flag if a guy doesn't compliment you on the first date? Yeah, I think so. Your boy, your girlfriend texted her ex happy birthday. Red flag, no big deal or deal breaker? I don't think it's a big deal. Yeah, depends what ex and why. Sure. Like, you know, there's an ex that I still every now and then will say happy birthday to. And then there's some that I would never. Yeah. Have you ever gotten someone's number while out on a date with someone else? Uh, no. You hesitated. I had to think. I don't think so. <laughs> Slimy. No, obviously When not. should you start spending the night after you first start sleeping with someone? First time, second or third, fourth or fifth? I don't think, I don't know if, I don't know if you can put a number on it. I think it depends on on the personalities like I you, know, you could want like a, sometimes you would want it to not feel as 
I don't want to say transactional, but like, okay, you do your thing and then you go home. If you want it to feel more special, sometimes it could happen on the first time, but based on the circumstances, it could be later on. Or you could be held hostage at gunpoint like I did with you and force you to sleep over the first time we had sex. And then I had to leave in the morning without contacts and like um, hope I got home. You should have brought a, a sleepover bag. Yeah. Is it hot or not if they bite your ears while hooking up? Hot. Really? I feel like sometimes you're like, get out of my ear. It's because you're just breathing. <laughs> um, okay, Steven. Thank you so much for being a guest on the We Met at Acme podcast. That was not as painful as I thought it was going to be. Well, it's not over yet. Can you leave us with a quote or piece of advice? I don't think I'm in any position to be doling out wisdom. And I don't want to give any more cheesy quotes because you didn't laugh at any of them. Um, there was one dad joke. It wasn't a dad joke. It was a... It was a porn a joke? Supreme Court reference. I don't know. I mean, the the more that I do this just living <laughs> yeah i'm like what do you do you the more the more you realize that nobody has any idea what they're doing and that everyone's just figuring it out and then if you're looking at certain people and saying hey like they've got a grand master plan they don't and especially as you get into your professional life like there are all these complicated processes and vendors and people that i talk to and no one has any clue what's happening and so if you feel like you also don't or that you're just kind of doing the next thing and you're figuring out along the way, know that everyone else, myself included, and the person who's looking at me too, is just doing their best and that you're not alone in feeling like, you know, everyone's just, yeah, I mean, everyone's just figuring it out. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. Uh, where can everybody find you, follow you, and check out more about Nipple? Well, you can find me at Lynn's Mets on Instagram. <laughs> we met at Acme and occasionally on Don't Expect Salads. Um, <laughs> go to nipplehealth.com. Check us out. If you want your employer to offer us, there's a form that you can fill out and you can bug your HR team and we'll reach out to them and allow you to pay for healthcare costs over time at no expense to you. And you might see him city biking around the city. But if he's not wearing a helmet, please slide into my DMs so that I can yell at him. Another thing that you get mad at me about. Yeah, as I should. You would too, guys. Love you, honey. Love you too. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.